Hey, 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 welcome to VIP Cafe intro music brought to you always by Ron Jeremy. Thank you, Ron. Joined today uh, by my favorite podcast co-host, Greg Smith. Say hello, Greg. Well, how's everybody today? I, I, you know, it is just an amazing day. It's wonderful here. You know, I know last time it was cold and now it is warm. Correct. And that is an awesome, Correct. awesome feeling. You should see the Speedo Greg is wearing it right is. now. Uh, hot know, pink, yep. very hot. Yep, yep, with the accent purple uh, Correct. shimmer. Yes, I understand. So you know us at VIP Cafe. We always like to talk about Youngstown, talk about the weather. It is beautiful here in Northeast Ohio, Youngstown. We're hanging out, as always, Havana House, Boardman Poland Road in the Boardman Plaza, where you can get all your cigar needs, your wine needs. Uh, what else? We have coffee. coffee, the Youngstown yes. Coffee Company. Coffee. Whatever fix you have or whatever needs you have, they have the fix. How would you say that? Well, they have have the the legal way of taking care of your needs correct yes so greg let me ask you a question now without revealing your address and where you live but Uh do you like your house oh yeah not the people inside i'm asking if you like the actual physical house and location i mean what you can do here with a dollar as far as getting yourself a home is is better than probably anywhere in the country I agree. So you, like myself, travel a lot. In fact, I was just in Jersey yesterday with a client, finally given some live seminars. Feels good to be back out on the road. Uh Um, And every time I tell someone I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, we start chit-chatting about the economy and the cost of living. and, and, And they're very jealous what I have with regards to my home and what I pay. Yeah. per square foot and some of the outlandish prices that others pay across the country within real estate is yeah. crazy yeah i mean i have a friend in california he paid a million dollars for his home <sighs> and that same home in youngstown ohio was one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, and probably bigger in youngstown ohio than well the, the bigger yard definitely bigger yard. i mean they they think we have farms <laughs> you know really yeah if you have a quarter acre you're like you're, you have a farm. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> could have chickens and cows and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to go so today's topic is real estate and we have a local legend and professional in the field here sue flipovich let's give a big round for sue flipovich all right thank you i'm glad to be here yeah sue it's a fun name flipovich it's just fun to say it is. What's There's, the origin? It's Croatian. Ah, mm-hmm. Croatian. So Sue Flipovich with Bergen Real Estate is here. She's our guest. She's going to talk and chit-chat about real estate, the market, so on and so forth. So Sue, just give us a little background. Tell us about yourself. From the area, obviously. Yep. Born and raised here in Mahoning County and went to YSU. I graduated from YSU. Go, go Gwens! Go Gwens! Yes. Could not be in a better industry as far as loving this valley, the Tri-County area, and being able to just see the progression and all that's been, all the improvements that have been made in the last decades. Yep, yep. And for our listeners, for those of you not familiar, which I think all of you are, the Tri-County area, Mahoning County, Trumbull County, Columbiana County. That's right. Now, I'm not sure if our listeners know this. I think, Greg, you might know this. I actually am a licensed realtor. Wow. About five years ago, I thought, let me dabble in the real estate business. The speaking business is phenomenal. I've been doing it for 23, almost 24 years. But I thought, how can I supplement my income on the side when I'm not on the road speaking? Someone said, hey, you have a personality. Go get your license. So I did. And I love it. I dig it. In fact, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, you know, I'm always in the running for top agent in Mahoning, Trumbull, and Columbiana County. The problem is, 
I'm last. I'm dead last, but yeah. I'm always in the running. Yes, you have. There's only one way to go for you, right? Up. Up. <laughs> Up. So tell us about the market, Sue. Well, it definitely is a seller's market. And what that means is that there's low inventory and high demand. So what that does, that creates a seller's market. And right now, the sellers are in control. However, a buyer will pay what the, the market says. And, you know, it, it varies, obviously, from town to town and, and street to street. So Our, market value, very important, because some people think their house is worth $5 billion, and then a realtor comes in and the appraisal comes in, they realize maybe it's not worth that much. Maybe not that much. Correct. So depending on the characteristics of the home, the... Uh, improvements that have been made. One one of the things about our area is that there was a big housing construction boom back in the 1970s. So those homes there are the, the owners that haven't improved them through the years need improvements. They want updated kitchens. The buyers want updated kitchens, bathrooms, new paint, new flooring. And we're seeing a lot of that. However, the homes were so well built also. So they've got a good home with good bones. Plaster walls. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Old school plaster walls opposed to good, the drywall. Good foundations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So Sue is a licensed broker and agent, correct? Correct. So mm -hmm. for those of you listening, there is a difference between being an agent and being a broker within an agency. So Sue, if you don't mind, tell us the difference between the broker and the agent. Okay. Well, to before you could become a broker, you need to be an agent and get your real estate license, get the experience in selling homes, listing homes, and that qualifies you along with education to sit for your broker's test. So as a broker, I can have my own company, which I do with my partner with Patrick Bergen, and also manage and facilitate transactions, manage people, facilitate transactions, and there is more responsibility legally as a broker as well. So you're one, you're somebody that's followed in your your, your family footsteps, right? You know? I have. My father, Leon Turek, started uh, in the business, started Bergen Real Estate with John Bergen in 1977, wow. a month before the Black Monday. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then still successful. Isn't that wild how businesses that start during bad economic times do really well? Correct. I mean, it's like COVID now. Businesses have started in 2020 yeah, during the pandemic. Right. You're right. Because you know, mm -hmm. they, they, they think they think smarter. But tell us, tell us the, I mean, growing up, you see your dad doing all this stuff. How did, how did you get interested in it? I was always interested in it, even just going on to open houses with him, going and looking at houses, or even sometimes, hey, Sue, wait in the car. You know, I need to show this house. Answering the phone call. But that was before cell phones, before pagers. And agents and customers. Oh, wait a minute. Now, don't, no, don't date yourself. I am, we're part of that I'm giving crowd. that away. We're part of that crowd. I don't know anything about it. I just yeah, heard about that. Just, <laughs> you just didn't have one yet. <laughs> they call at home and set the appointments and just being able to see my father and John Bergen, what they did with building the business and the family that they created um, real, literally within Bergen Real Estate from day one. They started with five people and it continued to grow and partnerships are tough i mean to, to last a long time so I, I mean honestly from from what you saw what did you do to to keep that together i mean did they not take each other too seriously i mean or I they mean, had a ball they yeah. had so much fun and both of them are jokesters they like to laugh a lot laughing and relaxing were a big part of the business and not taking things too seriously unless it warranted that of course yeah i understand mm-hmm so what's your what's your love right now of the, the market? What do you really enjoy 
doing? I mean, you solve problems for people. What do you enjoy about that process? That's a really good question. When I was a full-time agent, which now being a broker and managing people, I don't have time to do that. It was constantly solving problems, working with buyers, working with sellers, trying to, not that it had to be a problem, but it was more of a challenge than a problem. So find solving that challenge and finding an answer for it was something that I was used to doing. Now, being a broker and working and having our agents, I help them solve problems all day long. And you know, and honestly, you've been in business long enough to know if you don't support people, if you don't take care of employees, they don't take care of the customers. Correct. So your job is amazingly important to make sure those have what they need and, and be there for them. And so how, how's that been for you? It's been good. It's one of our promises to our agents is investing in our agents. And if we invest in our agents, then they will in turn invest in their clients. And that's what it transcends to be. Uh If we don't set that example, then how are they going to be able to set that example for the people that they represent in transactions? So one other question, what makes Bergen different? What makes you guys unique in this market? Because, you know, I I hear great things. I mean, I've never heard a bad thing whatsoever. And so there's a uniqueness to how you treat your customers and how you ask your agents to work and how you treat your agents. So what is that? Well, I would have to say that going back to our fathers and how they develop that culture, it starts with started with a family culture. There's that F word again. Mm. Family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. With that family culture and the support and respect that each person gives each other, that the owners and brokers give to the agents, without that foundation, it's really hard to continue to go forward and have longevity in a business. Yeah. And one of the important things also that they did was get involved in the community. Both of them were highly involved in charitable organizations, and Patrick and I are continuing that tradition, not tradition, but that whole progression too with yeah. Bergen. That's important. The community is who supports us mm-hmm. for decades. and why wouldn't we support those organizations in our own community? So how did COVID affect the real estate market? How did that, how did you navigate through that, especially with your culture and with clients and keeping the business going? Well, I think with COVID, we didn't know what was going to happen. You ask any broker, realtor, any industry to what's going to happen with our business. And interestingly enough, and kind of surprisingly enough, we changed the way that we did things with more FaceTime videos, Uh more Zoom calls. Yeah more internet connections and buyers and sellers were still in the market to sell and buy homes. So just being able to be reactive to to COVID Uh with the respect of safety for everyone, of course. I mean, that came first. So working around that, you know, until you're faced with a situation or a challenge, sometimes you can't even see past that to see how how you would handle that. If you would have said two years ago that this is going to happen, I think we all would have said, oh, there's no way. Yeah. You know, everything's going to shut down. We're not going to be able to to go through this. Well, luckily, you're in a business that, that doesn't shut down. People need homes. And you adjusted quickly to take care of their needs so they felt safe. And that's, that's wonderful. We did. And it's booming. I mean, it, it almost had the reverse effect that I think people maybe thought it might have. When I say it, I mean COVID. Right. I think it did help with interest rates, the government working with the interest rates to Uh keep those at an affordable level. Absolutely. Just being able to... So let me ask you this. uh, 
dealing with real estate, we know it's, again, a, a seller's market. And for those of you, again, who didn't catch Sue's explanation of that, a seller's market is when the inventory is low and the seller's kind of like, hey, we have what you're looking for. And buyer's market is when the inventory's high Hi. and there's just so many people trying to make a deal. With regards to the residential real estate, is commercial the same way right now in this area? Traditionally, what happens with commercial, it tends to follow residential. So right now, commercial is, there is supply of commercial. What we're seeing is the industrial warehouses in that segment of the commercial real estate seems to have a higher demand. We're seeing retail with smaller shop, with shopping centers and that not as much of a demand. And of course, office space is not as high of a demand because of COVID. More people are realizing that they can work from home and that's what they're doing. So on the commercial end, it's, again, this is on Precedented, so we haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. So we're following a new trajectory here. You know, my, my feeling with with office space is the same with theaters. I mean, people thought theaters would die when they had DVDs. Now we have streaming, and theaters mm-hmm. are still people want to go back mm-hmm. to the theater because people like to be in gathered together. So I think that's going to come back. I think it's hard to run a culture when, when you're not in a room and you have the Zoom. Honestly, is a great way to interact that we didn't have before now we have that tool i agree a hundred percent greg and you know what we found even with zoom being able to at least see face to face see our agents face to face and get together with zoom social hours in addition to our sales meetings we still found that being not personally in the same room for a year made some differences in how people got to know each other so we are super excited about being able to we're building a new office Uh uh, this year Where's that going to be? And it'll be on Tippecanoe Road by yeah. across from the new Meyer grocery store. Ooh, yeah. high traffic. Yeah. High traffic. Ooh, and yeah. get, it, get us all under one roof. Um, oh, wow. Title company, company will be in there and mm-hmm. you know, maybe a few other. Oh, title company will be right in there. It'll be right in there. Oh, is mm-hmm. that nice for customers? Oh, my gosh. So it's a one-stop shop. Oh. And oh, uh, they blow that one. Let people know that. That's huge. Right. Right. Good. Good move there. Wow. So one of the things we like to talk about on VIP Cafe. Again, this is Sue Flipovich, co-owner of Bergen Realty. Right? Did I say that right? Flipovich. Yep, you did. Flipovich. 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 Four syllables. I love it. Flipovich. <laughs> so Greg and I are big on leadership, and we did a little research on you and realized that you and Patrick went through a program. I want to say it's Maestro, but it is. Is it pronounced mm-hmm. maestro? Yep. Tell us a little bit about that leadership program and how exclusive it was and how you are using some of those skills and techniques with your agents. Good, good question. Yeah, that maestro program was available through us. We're part of what's called Leading Real Estate Companies of the World. And it's a group, a large, large group of independent brokers across the world. So it, there's about 555 firms, over 130,000 agents that are part of this. We've been members for a couple decades now. And about three years ago, they had a leadership program, which involved three pillars of leadership. It was culture, people development, and financial. So we spent time in Chicago learning these pillars from national trainers that leading real estate company brought in. Being able to use those, for example, the culture part of the the pillar was really important. It helped us really brought to light the fact that it is so important to have such a strong culture within your organization. Not to be confused with Boy George Culture Club, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct, yeah. (laughs) 
I'm such a dork. Uh, culture is important. It's very important. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's Correct. not necessarily something that you could read in a book and say, okay, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Culture takes time to develop and to build. That's what our, our company has been doing for 40 plus years. Yeah. yeah, It's like an energy or an ambiance. I talk about that a lot in my seminars. You know, every building you walk into, whether it's a grocery store, a hotel, a restaurant, you know, there's a, an energy, a feeling, and you can tell if it's maybe good or bad. Uh, I always say when someone walks into your home, if they have dinner with with you, they can tell by the end of the dinner if you love your partner or spouse or hate their guts with, with, with mm-hmm. just the energy in the room that's being felt. So creating a culture of agents and, and staff, uh, it's very important. And like you said, it does take time, but it's it's so nice when it all comes together. It's somewhat of a safety feeling also, just knowing that the person that as agents, we compete against people in our own company. However, at Bergen, the culture is there that we each help each other out as yeah. well. So we don't have to be concerned about that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's kind of like you scratch my back, I'll scratch exactly. yours. And, right. and that is, it is true. I, I've known Sue for many years. I've um, known Patrick probably for five years. It's a nice culture. Very nice. You'll have to visit sometime. Yeah, especially when it comes to the grand opening. My company might get mad at me. No, just kidding. When's your new office open up? Well, we haven't broken ground yet. We're hoping to break ground here in July. Uh-huh. And they're telling us hopefully within six months. Oh, so be, you, you will be a brand cool. new freestanding building? Yeah, yes. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have a you know, maskless kind of opening. That would be great. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Awesome. Are sellers hesitant to let Joe Schmo, the stranger, walk into their home? Because it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. They want to sell their home, but at the same time, during this COVID pandemic, we're nervous about just anyone coming into our home. What's the protocol? How, how do we make sure that the, the seller feels comfortable with the public walking through their home? Uh, masks, gloves, are we yeah, giving tests? Or? I would say probably 99% of listings now have special instructions. It's right on the multiple listing service that <laughs> says please abide by all COVID restrictions and safety restrictions with it so there's booties at the door there's hand sanitizer at the door booties <laughs> to go over your shoes oh, <laughs> those oh, kind of booties I thought they were like Brian, booties yep. okay my bad, my bad it's the opening music yeah that, that's what did it yeah <laughs> So, so the protocol's there, and, and I'm, I'm again being an agent myself. We have to follow these rules and regulations, and, and keep people safe. Well, when you were talking about COVID, one of the things too that we did that was an option when we sold a house, when we had a buyer that we represented, and we did a used a company called Contagion Clean to go in, sanitize everything before they awesome moved in that helped that company and serve pro those two companies we use serve pro they have the green and orange trucks they do. right yeah mm-hmm. we see them all mm-hmm. over their big fire mm-hmm. folks when the big fire happens and so i've got to i've got to ask the the prominent question of the the glass ceiling being a a female in uh, business shattered. you know tell yeah. us tell us your experience with that obviously you've been successful you've definitely worked hard i have worked hard but it's not just about hard work it really is being persistent and assertive in a man's world yeah and it is it's it's definitely a man's world i think women have come a long way in business and industries you know in the last 50 years it's still something, though, that, that we're faced with on a regular basis. Yeah, it's interesting you said assertiveness because Jordan Peterson did a famous interview on, on YouTube 
uh, with a British interviewer, and she said the income gap, and he said, well, it's just not female male. There's other factors, and one of the big factors is assertiveness, especially in a, in a masculine type of business. And assertiveness is, is a much better indicator of your pay scale. It was really interesting because the lady was like fighting with me. He says, you're assertive, and you're, you're one of the highest paid journalists in, in the UK. And then he caught her. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, what you just said is absolutely true. So ladies, um, women of this world, that is part of it. If you, you know, there's feminine businesses too. There's caring feminine businesses, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are masculine. And, and you, you've adopted and you definitely are assertive. I mean, you worked with, with us for a while and there's no doubt, you know, when she and- wants to get something done, she's going to be persistent and kind, you know, but she's mm-hmm. persistent. Definitely true. It's like being persistent is and assertive is like, if you don't have those together, it's like having carbon without steel or steel without carbon like it, it goes together but you don't have to be nasty you don't have to be you don't neat. have to be na- nasty you can just you know be kind and and, and just mm-hmm. just just be there just that keep nudging nudging, nudging. Yep. Mm-hmm. it's a fine line between assertiveness and aggression so yeah some people there you go That's who good. who come across as assertive or are trying to be assertive can be perceived by others as being aggressive and that's not the case we just got to remind people no no i'm just standing up for who i am and what i am and that's right and, and what i want so let me ask you this for the for the listener who does not know what are some of the differences between loans so we, people have yeah, heard of conventional question. loans and veteran loans and fha loans tell us a little bit about the difference between those loans and, and especially you know mentioned first time home buyers people are just yeah. listening yeah. to this and they're mm-hmm. getting interested in buying a home to kind of cover the gambit if you would okay yeah there is quite a variety out there for first time home buyers there are grants that are available too there's uh-huh. a government grant that if you fall within certain guidelines you can get up to five thousand dollars or more mm-hmm. on a grant and not have to pay that back as long as you live in that home for three years or more there, there's a couple other ones that are out there as well first-time home buyers can also not just first-time home buyers but second third-time home buyers can also take a, advantage of fha loans federal housing administration and that it, with those the down payment requirement is a little bit less so they don't, if they don't have the cash in their pocket, they can put down less, down as low as three percent. Yeah, that's a bonus. I mean, numerous opportunities with the FHA loan, but but let's also not forget sometimes when an agency is an FHA loan, they think, ooh, everything has to be in tip-top shape because when that appraisal comes in, if there's not a handrail and there are three stairs, correct, they have to have it. If chip paint is present that's and right. seen. It has to be fixed. So keep that in mind. It's a great, great loan process, but there's a lot of things that go along. There's with some that. additional requirements for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, nothing that can't be fixed yep. usually, yep. and you know they since the government is backing that loan, they want to make sure they're backing something that is safe. So what we're showing first-time homebuyers, what what is one tip you would give them, or maybe a couple that some forget to do that they should do? Definitely, definitely get a home inspection, no matter what. Even if it's a, let's say it's a house that's a couple years old, still get a home inspection. What's that cost someone, a home inspection? Anywhere from... I would say two eighty-five to five hundred dollars. And if they don't, and something major, how much? 
Yeah, you could be into Endless. thousands. Yeah, thousands so because um, I know talking to my son, who's a real estate agent over in Akron, he's shocked at how many people bypass that now because they want the home so they bad. They want it so bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they bypass it just to get it, and it's it's a mistake, correct? It, it, it is a mistake. We are seeing some buyers, and well, because homes are selling so fast, they've got to act on them really quick. But we're what we're seeing more of is buyers bring their contractor with them when they come and look at the house, so their ah. contractor takes a quick look around. It's not a full home inspection, but at least it gives them some assurance. We're yeah. also seeing more home warranties being sold, and you know that gives some some comfort too. Okay, now the the other t- is there any other types of loans? For- yeah, there's um, there's a USDA loan. That one, a lot of people aren't aware of that, but especially in our area here. Uh, well, originally it was set up for rural areas. But that's not necessarily true. USDA. People think farmers. They think farmers, and it isn't necessarily that way. There's areas that are built up that Mm -hmm. still qualify for those USDA loans, and those can be zero down. Yeah. It's still a a fair interest rate. So there's a lot of opportunities. It really makes sense to sit down with your lender or a couple lenders and get some different opinions on that as to what works best. You know, one thing, one fact in Ohio, there's a lot of homes in Ohio that are paid with cash. Do you still have any cash home sales? Does that still happen? We're seeing a lot of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it blew me away when I was in college and we were doing studies in Ohio. More people pay cash for homes and cars than most of the states in in the union. Mm. So we're good with money here, right? We know, we know how money. to save our money. We do. We like well, it's so affordable to live here. Pocket. It's easy. It's yeah. easy to, yeah. to save money. That's and true. That's true. I think we're uh, we're ready for rapid fire. What do you think? Oh, rapid oh, fire. Rapid fire. This yeah. is, oh, no. This is fun. Let me pull up the rapid fire file. Again, here with Sue Filipovich, Bergen Real Estate. Here and how do they how do they get in touch with you or reach out to you if they need to? Tell us how they uh, how they get in touch with you. They can call Bergen Real Estate at 330-783-0055, or they can go to our website, bergenrealestate.com. Spell that. B-U-R-G-A-N, real estate. And And what about uh, LinkedIn? You on LinkedIn? We are on LinkedIn. We are on Facebook and Instagram as well. You've got the bases covered. Very good. All right, Sue, here we go. Rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a question. Some of these are just one word answers. Some of them are yes, no. Some of them you have to expand on a little bit. Ready? Okay, ready. Browns or Steelers? Is there a neutral? Nope. Oh, I have to answer one or the other. No, you could say I I don't like football. (laughs) (laughs) Unless there's another team you enjoy. Okay. I I don't have a preference, to be honest. I I don't know. Now, it depends who I'm with. I I know Greg here and his family are Steelers Mm -hmm. fans. I would say Steelers. How about you, Brian? I'm a Steelers fan. Okay. Then for today, I'll be a Steelers fan. All right. Yes, today. All right. Uh, Red wine or white wine? Red wine. Cab. Yeah. Oh, there Mm -hmm. we go. Mm -hmm. Vacation spot. Beach or mountain? Beach. Favorite pizza joint in Youngstown? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uptown Pizza. You yes. Uptown Pizza, the yes. Little Joe. Love the it. cheese sticks to the crust. It's so good. Oh, yes, it is. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Ooh, that's one of my top three. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Or top three? Favorite movie, Gone with the Wind. Ah, okay. Ooh. And Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, my God. it's always good to laugh. Those okay. aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Coffee or tea? I'm more of a coffee girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. Favorite candy bar? Ooh, favorite candy bar. I'm the good old-fashioned Hershey candy bar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. With almonds or regular? With almonds. Okay. All right. If you had to eat only one French fry the rest of your life, 
what fast food place would be your choice? Or fair. Or, or fair. fair. Yeah. Oh, can I say Richardson's French fries from the Canfield Fair? Boom. Boom. Richardson's yes. from the fair. Locally owned and operated. Fresh cut fries, mm-hmm. almost and, like I do. You might get them this year. I think they're going to have the I fair hope this so. year. Yeah. Yes that's, yes, that's a bonus in Youngstown, Ohio. They're we probably going to be crowded because they canceled the Ohio State Fair. The so, yeah. Canfield. People uh, may people, come to us. They might. All right, folks, again, this was Brian Blasco and Greg Smith, VIP Cafe, coming to you today with Sue Flipovich, Bergen Real Estate. Sue, thanks for all of your knowledge. Thanks for being our guest. Have a fabulous day. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. 